And welcome everyone to FH Uniquely, where we highlight the scholarly, religious, athletic, and creative work of Fried Hardeman students, staff, and faculty. This podcast is operated by the students of FHU's chapter of Sigma Tau Delta, the International English Honor Society. I'm your host, Professor Derek Spradlin of the Literature Department. Along with me today are four uh, recent graduates of Fried Hardeman. Uh, 2013 graduate Becky Hartle and Tansy Matheny, Greg Maxwell, and Katie Maxwell, who all graduated in 2016. And all four of them were involved this past June with the Willy Wonka Theater Experience Camp uh, here on campus, and that's going to be our topic of discussion today. Uh, we'll start uh, with you, Becky. Why don't you describe for us what the Willy Wonka Theater Experience Camp is, and who puts it on, who comes to it, that kind of thing. Okay, well, uh, this camp is actually the third year running where we have um, reached out to the, the community of Chester County and all the kids that are going into the fourth through ninth grade are eligible to uh, try out for our camp and be a part of this camp. It's a two-week camp that Fried Hardeman uh, graciously lets us um, use their facilities for where we learn about theater classes and um, how to put on a production in two weeks and at the end of that two-week camp we perform for the community of Henderson. Okay, how many children did you have this year? Uh, well we capped it out with 40 kids but we had more audition than 40 so it's okay. got the numbers have grown each year we've done this. It's okay. pretty awesome. And so you did Willy Wonka this year. What have you done the past two years? Uh, our first year we did Lion King Kids and we had 26 campers and it was a, an awesome experience. Uh, and then last year we did Aladdin Kids and uh, this year we did Willy Wonka. So it's uh, been pretty great. Pretty great run. Okay, so 40 kids. So how many adults are involved in? That's a good question. That's a great question. Uh, I would say probably around 20. At least. At least. At all doing various jobs in order to make something that usually takes two months into a two-week um, ordeal, right. for sure. And we usually have a lot of um, of the parents volunteer for things, like mm -hmm. watching the kids during lunch, and which really helps us out. Mm -hmm. So the parents come in every once in a while. Okay. And yeah, so for, for any of you, for, for a child at the camp, for a kid who comes to the camp, what is an average day look like? I mean, what, I mean, what all is involved in that? Is it, is it acting drills and acting, you know, kind of skills and things like that? Or is it all just rehearsing the actual play? What does a day look like for a kid at the camp? It's a combination of all of that. So usually everybody comes and um, we have some warm-ups that we do, theater warm-ups that's really fun, kind of wake them up because they're tired. <laughs> then we have a class, we have choreography classes, music rehearsal classes, um, and uh, we play games, theater games with each other to, to have fun and, and kind of uh, release from all the focus that the kids had to have. Uh, we have lunch together um, and acting rehearsals together. So it's a, it's a lot packed into one day for sure. What hours does it run? Uh, it's usually from 9 o'clock to 4 o'clock is what we do. Okay. Yeah. And so what are some examples of these uh, acting drills and things like that? Like the theater games that we play? The theater games. Well, why don't you talk about Booga well, Booga Booga or something? Uh, we, we found a game this past year called The Great Ooga Ooga Booga, or maybe some combination of those words. <laughs> and we, you, we do. We have, we have uh, three people. This year we did counselors. Next year we may try out with kids. Yeah. We'll, we'll figure it out. Um, and each person 
represented a mystical spirit tiki thing and you could only say one word at a time so the campers asked us questions and that one popular one was is water wet and we had to answer all three of us as a unit by just saying one word at a time like i am the kind of thing and then you end with the and great, then you end with the great booga booga has spoken, spoken. <laughs> and everybody laughs and the and kids it's great. La, 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 loved that for sure so how do you get the kids to warm up? You said you do warm up also. What's, what do you have kids do to get ready? Um, it's really cool because during the camp, we actually take the kids through a warm up that um, we do before shows here at the college. And so it's mostly, um, actually it's a complete body warm up. We start with our bodies, our legs, our arms. Um, we warm up vocally, we warm up our faces, we warm up diction. Um, and so it usually takes about 15 minutes and we usually try to end it, or I like to end that 15 minute round with a focus game. So, uh, there are several theater games that would take a while to explain, but games that require group focus, which is really interesting to watch the kids that age do it, especially 40 in one room, um, sending a clap around, not, uh, it actually takes it takes focus and it also takes maturity for even for kids that age because if you mess up human nature it's, it's to laugh and say oh i'm sorry but in theater you just have to pick up and keep going so even moments like that are little teaching moments but full body vocal and focus to okay. start the day well so how do you corral that many kids. How, how do you get them to all do what you want them to do? Well, Becky has a clap uh, that she likes to use where you she, she claps out a pattern and they have to clap it back. Uh, different catchphrases have been used. I think what was for Aladdin? Uh, diamond diamond in, the in the Rough. And so she would say Diamond in the Rough in a whatever way she said it, the kids had to say it back. And so if it was high pitched, the kids had to do high pitched. And, and what's great about this is because 40 kids is overwhelming. I mean, 20, I, I got to admit, 26 kids was really easy to manage. But when we got to 40, I was like, wow, this is a lot in one little room. But these are all 40 kids who have some kind of interest and may I might I say passion in theater that they want to be there. They want to learn from us. They want the show to be great. So even though they're young, they and they still, you know, have those times where they can't focus. I mean, so do I, but uh, they still uh, give the show everything that they've got. And that's part of why this camp is so incredible is because it's you get to watch them grow mm -hmm. uh, over even over these past three years to imagine some of our, our young campers that have been in it all three years to see where they were at the first uh, Lion King Kids production all the way to Willy Wonka. It's been an incredible experience. It's part of the reason why I do this. Yeah. And I think the audition process helps because I think it weeds out the people that don't care as much. They have to prepare something for this audition. Mm -hmm. They have to get up in front of their peers and perform in front of them I mean it shows that they really care enough mm -hmm. and if they put in that much effort I think it helps I mean we have the kids who really want to be there absolutely how long before the camp do they audition uh, they audition in May and the camps uh, in late June okay yeah all right so uh, how do you pick the shows why Willy Wonka I assume it was an existing script that children's theater groups do I mean do y'all do you see children's theater a lot I mean the Lion King Aladdin or do you just 
kind of get online and find shows that other children's theater groups are doing or what? I use uh, a website called MTI, Musical Theater Incorporated, Inter- Inter- something. It's a, but it's a great, <laughs> it's a great it's website. Everyone it's should check it out. It's a really cool website. Um, we, since we do the camp in two weeks and a production in two weeks, I try to stick with um, a time limit of 30 minutes, and you can filter it down to that. So all the shows we've done so far are 30-minute productions that actually end up being about 45-minute productions once it's all <laughs> said and done. So. Uh, we've we've contemplated and thought about doing other shows because it would really widen the variety of shows we could choose, like Beauty and the Beast and Mulan. We would die if we could possibly do those shows, but they're hour-long productions, so we'll see. And I think Aladdin last year was really intense. It required a lot more than Lion King did the year before. Absolutely. It was very ambitious. Not just for the kids, but uh, for the for people. <laughs> I had to spend the final act of the show underneath the palace throne, and I'm a six-foot-tall person, so that was tough. <laughs> but, you know, it's demanding of everybody. Right. Yeah. But, you know, and for that show, you know, everything was about spectacle. Like, I really wanted these kids to have an experience that – you know, really showed what a, a really full out show could look like and then be a part of it. Um, but we will say for Willy Wonka, we did tone it down a little bit, but it still had that spectacle. The kids still loved every minute of it. Uh, it was a really great time. So, so are the leads kind of the older kids or are they all kind of in the, oh, most of the kids in the big chorus or what? Um, we, we have auditions, and when we have those auditions, we strip it down to um, not know, pretending like we don't know anybody. And just based on that audition, they can get the part no matter what age they are. So, All right, so what are your goals for the camp? What's, kind of the, what's the guiding principles behind what you're doing? Well, right now, uh, Chester County has a, um, a gap where they're not getting a lot of fine arts education. Uh, right now, I'm, a, I'm an elementary fine arts teacher. Uh, I teach kindergarten through third grade. Once they get to fourth and fifth, however, they don't have any opportunities to continue learning about what some of these kids' passion is, and that is fine arts. So I wanted to create an opportunity to allow these kids to continue that love. And uh, so by the time they get to high school, um, those kids will be hopefully well-trained enough to continue on their passion for theater uh, and be in productions for that so that's part of the reason why um, I started this camp but um, it has grown into more than that now I think it's really become something that the kids look forward to um, and and that the adults look forward to it's it's a theater family is what we call our, ourselves and that's definitely what's happened for mm-hmm. sure and it's great for the it's good to get different kids into theater that normally wouldn't ever do that at all. Mm-hmm. You know, in the shows, it's not just all theater kids the whole time. There's football players. There's people that only care about singing. They don't care about acting, but they they see that opportunity, and so they they take that. It's such a great diverse group of kids. You know, showing them they don't have to be put into one box. They can do all different kinds of things if they want. And they're making friends with with each other and reality who knows if if they would have crossed paths otherwise so this has given them a a chance to make new friends it's been wonderful are they all pretty local kids yeah yeah we even have homeschooled kids and i really uh enjoy that that part of it too because they uh, wanted to be a part of this as well okay well i guess continuing on with the idea of what this does for the kids uh so from your experience 
doing theater here at Freed or, or elsewhere, you know, when you were younger or since. Uh, what do you bring from that into kind of the rest of your personal life, your professional life? What do you bring from that? You know, what do you bring from theater classes you took here at Freed into what you're doing with the children's theater? How, do, how has your experience in theater kind of translated into kind of what you're doing after that? Well, when, when I went to Freed Hardeman, I majored in theater, and I just so happened to have my dad for every theater class. <laughs> and I can tell you that I, I know theater more than I ever thought I could because of how much he pushed and challenged me. But if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be as confident in my knowledge, my content knowledge uh, with theater as, as I probably would have otherwise. So I use a lot of things from Freed Hardeman's theater program. Um, into what I teach even within my fine arts elementary classes, but also when I direct plays. So it's, it's had a huge impact on the confidence part of teaching theater to these kids. Well, I think that translates into everyday life. You know, participating in theater, especially at Freed Hardeman, gives you that confidence. But like I mentioned earlier with the warm-ups, you know, when we mess up, not, you know, making it a joke or laughing about it or being uncomfortable, but we're actually teaching the kids to pick themselves up and continue even if they're embarrassed or there's so many little life skills that I think are found within the context of what we're doing, not only at the theater camp, but what we learned in the theater department at Freed Hardman. And you're, and Cliff Thompson is really good about finding those and instilling those things in his students and finding their strength and using that strength or helping them to find their own strength exactly he's kind right. of really good about being the mama bird and mm-hmm. forcefully sparta kicking his baby bird <laughs> you know that's but i'm thankful for that description. now it's great because he gives us the tools mm-hmm. but he, he's never a crutch right and absolutely. i hope i hope we can do that for the kids too because absolutely. it's valuable yeah the skills that they learn um do go into everyday lives. They learn about collaboration. They learn about um, how they are so supportive towards one another and encouraging towards one another. It doesn't matter if you're an ensemble member, if you're a lead part, they're all it's working community. together. Yeah, it teaches that's, that community. Man, it's amazing. And I love this year we really focused on each kid's uniqueness, right. like celebrating that we aren't like everybody else. Mm-hmm. And I think especially at that age, it gets so hard because and I still do this at my age, you're constantly comparing yourself to other people. But this, our camp turned into a celebration of who we were as individuals and how that can still work within the theater community that we had created with each other Absolutely. over that two weeks. All right, let's flip it around. So those are obvious, lots, lots and lots of benefits that someone participating in the theater gets. What's the value of live theater if you're on the other side? Most people don't get to be on stage. Most people are going to see the play from the from the audience's side. Why why live theater? I mean, why still here in the age of Netflix and Amazon Prime and things like that when we can stream whatever we want? What's the value of live theater? There's and we talked about the community on the stage and behind the scenes, but I think even when you're in that audience seat, you're still a part of the theater community. There's not a, a screen to separate you. You're not disconnected. It brings you into this story with these real people, some of them that you may know, 
And it's and I really what I really love about it is it requires a certain amount of trust on both sides. Um, the actors are trusting the audience to be participants in their own way, being respectful and listening to the story and absorbing that story. And as the audience, you know, I see kids that I know on stage, but I'm suspending my disbelief and watching their story. And it's this really, I feel like, especially today, when we talk about how disconnected we are because of technology, live theater, you know, we're in a room with 300 people. At least, was it over 300 people? Oh, yeah. And you have a connection with those people because you're experiencing a story. And it was different every night. We performed twice. Twice, yeah. And it's different. Dress rehearsals, first performance, second performance, everything is different. We'll never capture it again. It happened that one time. And everybody that was in that room got to experience that one thing together. And the kids got to be a part of that. People in Chester County got to be a part of that when they might not have ever seen live theater before. And that's what's so special about seeing it, being there and living it in that moment. Because can, we can describe it to you, but unless you were there, you know, it's this, that's what's so special to me is that it, it happens that one time and every time is unique. And so everybody's in a community, you know, the audience and the people on stage and backstage. And I've had, I've had students that will see the shows and then the next year want to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. uh, I've had two specific students that saw Aladdin and thought, man, I, I really want to try this out. Who would never think about doing it before? And they were both uh, leads in, in the show, um, Candyman and um, Little James, I think was his name. So, see, it's pretty cool. So if Dr. Thompson has a... Theater apologetics class. You both got an A in it. Is that the thing? <laughs> Here's to hoping. Here's to hoping. Okay, so I'm. I'm what were you? Do you perform in Lloyd or in Black Box? For, or? The, for the first two years, we performed on Lloyd's stage, okay. uh, but this year we performed at the middle school's auditorium. Okay. Okay. All right. So two weeks, forty kids, theater camp. I, I'm quite sure that would lead to a lot of kind of zany, funny, touching moments. What are some of the ones that? What are the ones that kind of stand out to you most? Those little moments with the kids. We'll start with you, Katie. Like the funny zany moments or just... Any moment. Any moment. Memorable um, moments. Memorable moments. Um, there was one student I remember and this just like touched my heart. It was a touching moment. Um, he went and um, he missed one of the scenes or something. And he was so upset, so distraught. And afterwards he um, was on my side of the stage and he was like, Miss Katie, will you please make sure that I don't miss my scene ever again? I was like, yeah, I'll make sure that you never miss a scene. And I made sure every night, I was like, are you out? Are you ready? Are you ready to go? And at the end of the camp, he came up and hugged me and thanked me. And he was like, thank you so much. That meant so much to me. And I still see him sometimes around in the community and he'll come up and hug me. And just that connection he remembers, like that just one little reminder made a huge impact on him. So. That you were there to support him. Yeah. And he felt that. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Anyone else? Great. Oh, What's yeah. the we, we all have moments. We need to go. You know, there, there's so many, so many little moments along the way that it would just, you know, take up all day. But just the, the relationships that we build with each other, you know, I, I didn't know hardly any. I didn't do theater at Freed. Um, I was a making music guy. Uh, I was never. I went to theater productions. I always enjoyed them, but I was never part of it. Uh, this kind of got me into it. I've made. I've met so many new people 
doing this, not just the campers, but the other adults. Some of them are college kids. It's weird calling them adults, I guess. But, you know, so many cool relationships be made. And with the kids, you know, I teach eighth grade math at Chester County Junior High. And there are some kids that I don't even have in class, but because I was there to help them with Willy Wonka or any other play in Chester County, you know, they're like, oh, hey, Mr. Maxwell, or whatever. You know, seeing, being just, seeing the smile on their face, you know, just seeing, oh, hey, I did this thing with this person one time. Getting them to have that enjoyment, making them think about theater camp, and then next year be like, hey, theater camp's coming around. I think I want to do that again. That's just, that's better than anything else, just about. And for as hard as it is and as stressful as it gets, mm -hmm. these kids keep coming back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what I think is really cool is uh, every year the counselors get together and they end up doing like an impromptu <laughs> performance for mm -hmm. the kids because the kids have been working so hard. And um, <laughs> this year I choreographed something for them in like 30 minutes. And it was really neat. It's always neat to watch their faces when they realize that the counselors are going to perform for them. And even if it's silly and terrible <laughs> and so awkward. I don't know what you mean about terrible. <laughs> were awesome. It was pretty great. It was totally worthy. Um, but even if I... Even if, okay, see, I'm being judgy, but even if I'm watching it and I'm like, oh man, this is going downhill, I, I turn around and look at the kids and they're standing up and their hands are up in the air and they love it. And it's, I think it means a lot to them that, you know, the people that have corralled them for the last two weeks get up and show love in that way by performing for them and they treat y'all like they're at a... Justin Bieber concert. Whatever the kids are into now, I don't know. <laughs> not sure if it's Justin not sure. Bieber anymore. <laughs> it's probably not. It's probably not at all. Well, that will do it for today. I guess the, the great Uga Booga has spoken. Uh, <laughs> Becky Harnell, Tansy Matheny, Greg Maxwell, and Katie Maxwell, thank you uh, for joining us. Uh, and thank you to our listeners uh, for making us part of your day. If you're enjoying the podcast, be sure to subscribe and like us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Uh, and be sure to stay tuned for our next episode of FH Uniquely.